Consider owning a Cruise Planners American Express travel franchise. A low-cost, turnkey opportunity. Cruise Planners provides everything you need to grow your business right from the start. No experience is necessary. Visit CruisePlannersFranchise.com. Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Check us out online at CruiseRadio.net. First off, we want to extend our deepest sympathies to all the tornado victims. On this show, we'll talk to listener Ted Demas from Indianapolis, Indiana, about his back-to-back sailing aboard Carnival Sensation. But first, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is here. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. Hey, man. So we were just on Norwegian Breakaway last weekend, and since then, she has returned from her inaugural sailing into Bermuda from New York City. What are you hearing? All good things. I mean, without a doubt, this is NCL's best ship yet. I mean, she's they, they essentially took Epic, and they really improved upon many of the things that people liked or didn't like, and, and they wound up with, uh, with, with breakaway. They improved the pool. They improved the flow patterns because certain areas you know, really became bottleneck, but the, the interior decor you know, is going to be very reminiscent, many of the same restaurants. But, uh, it, you know, look, it's gonna, like I said, it's going to be NCL's best ship, and people are going to enjoy sailing out of New York. I know Doug loved the, you know, getting a hot dog at the uh, Sabarit. Heck yeah, I did. And uh, you know the one, you know, I mean, this is, you know, this ship encompassed a lot of things that were on already introduced on previous ships, albeit just one thing. This yeah. was the first cruise ship in the world to have a takeout window. Oh, <laughs> r- really? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and that was at uh, Ocean's Blue at uh, Jeffrey Zakarin's uh, restaurant. Yes, and, which was uh, amazing. The lobster rolls were to die for. That's 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 a lot of the word that uh, the food was very good and the entertainment, just like on Epic, is just amongst the best of any cruise ship uh, in the world. Very cool. It looks like it's official. Viking River Cruises launched Viking Ocean Cruises uh, last week in Los Angeles. Uh, now, what cruise line will this be compared to, and uh, will they compete with any cruise line in particular, like Azamara Club Cruises or anything? Doug, I don't think so. I mean, this is really kind of creating a new niche for people that like the concept of river cruising, but take that and you know build a cruise ship. I mean, they're going to build two 47,000-ton, 928-passenger ships. And this isn't about trying to keep you on board and turning you upside down and shaking you for everything they got, because they're going to be making this really kind of more inclusive. So what they're going to try to do is, is really re-institute you know, the destination cruising. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're going to have you know, all-inclusive um, pricing, which is going to be nice. So they'll include um, everyone, all the cabins will have verandas, uh, their own private verandas. They're going to include shore excursions. All the meals on board, the port charges, the government taxes, that's all included. And they're going to have these complimentary amenities, including beer and wine with, you know, food, with uh, lunch and dinner. And I know, Doug, you're just going to love this. Wi-Fi yes. will be included. Dig it. <laughs> so, uh, and then, of course, they're also going to include self-service laundry, 24-hour room service, which uh, you know, is, is, is quite a significant value. But they really want you to be able to experience more of the destinations that you're visiting. They're going to have a spa. It's going to be significantly smaller. Uh, it may even be self-service. <laughs> wow. But um, it's, it's more about where they're going. They're going to spend more time in ports, which sounds like Azamara. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, don't, I think there's going to be a new niche that they're going to create um, in a large river boat 
slash cruise ship. So it's it's going to be I think it's going to be a great uh, great option for people. First ship will arrive in 2015. Princess Cruises Royal Princess will debut in a couple of weeks. Uh, where will she spend the summer? Well, she will spend the summer. Her first sailing is June 16th in Southampton, and then she's going to be moving uh, to do 12 uh, night runs between Venice and Barcelona, which for Princess you know, for you know, well over a decade, has been incredibly popular mm-hmm. uh, before she makes her way uh, to the Caribbean to depart out of Fort Lauderdale. And uh, it's, I mean, this is going to be without a doubt their best ship yet, 141,000 tons, 3,600 passengers. And, uh, you know, what's nice about these big ships, Doug, is they're hard to believe they're that big, but because uh, they make them so, really so intimate. Princess has always been known for making their ships intimate and uh you know i'm looking forward to seeing the big outdoor video screen that they're going to have which a lot of people may not remember was first introduced by princess on caribbean princess back in 2004 carnival sunshine just returned from her 12-night voyage under the new name carnival sunshine now the reviews they weren't too hot uh what are you hearing well a lot of the same it did have uh some issues on its inaugural sailing as you know that this was Previously, the Carnival Destiny, which was the first cruise ship ever to exceed 100,000 tons, Carnival put $155 million into this, I don't know if you can call it a renovation, when you completely gut the ship. I mean, there was, I mean, they had some walls left, but this ship, for all intents and purposes, was completely gutted and, and rebuilt. I don't know if you want to call it the bionic ship, yeah. but... Uh, you know they, you know they really added a, a great deal to this ship. They took all the, you know, a lot of the Funship 2.0 uh, features, put it in there, added uh, an additional 182 cabins, and you have to think, well, where the heck could they have stuck 182 cabins? Yeah. Um, and it's going to be interesting when we go see it. Carnival is going to operate one-way cruises between New York City and Puerto Rico. Now, are, are these one-way sailings in demand? Well, it's it's actually very interesting. I mean, you know, keep in mind there's a lot of people that live in both New York and Puerto Rico. Uh huh. So. You know, people will be able to actually go between the two ports, you know, the two cities. Um, but it really gives you more of the Caribbean um, okay. without having to spend so many days at sea, you know, going to and from New York. Um, so it really kind of opens up the opportunity to, you know, do an eight-night cruise, spend more time in the islands, and either fly to or from Puerto Rico and New York. So it just offers a lot of options. I mean, it's, it's, it'll certainly differentiate. Um, what you know, other cruise lines are doing up there. Let's say Royal Caribbean and NCL, for example. Uh, you know, in that time period where you know, in seven days, all you can do from New York is is really kind of do Florida, the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a nice it's a nice option, and that, that's that's the beauty of cruising is that there's really something for everybody, um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if they're the only ones to do it, and if other cruise lines follow. I didn't mention this whenever we talked about Royal Princess, but I saw where they're going to be doing, uh, was it two sailings out of uh, out of Brooklyn? Yeah, Princess has always done these uh, Canada and New England uh, in between the uh, European sailings. So it's, it's, it's a great way for them to be able to, a lot of their passengers, I mean, these are very, very popular sailings to do the fall foliage cruises. So, you know, to be able to do it on their most, uh, on their newest ship um, is, is a great move. Well, that'll be cool. Uh, Europe, not looking too good for the cruise lines in 2014. Are we going to start seeing lower fares? Well, I think what we're going to continue to see is I wouldn't be too, I wouldn't be too surprised if we don't see more cruise lines reducing. Uh, you know, Carnival lowered their earnings for 2013. Some people are speculating that it has a lot to do with Triumph. Right. But in reality, it's more to do with the, the weakness in the European economy in 2013. Fewer Europeans are being sourced to take cruises in 2013, 
So the, the cruise lines are looking for ways to maybe hedge uh, their, their bets for 2014 and not be so beholden to the European market. So we're going to see not only uh, regions announced, they're going to have fewer sailings in Europe for 2014. Uh, well, we saw Royal Caribbean reduced, and we also, well, Princess also reduced uh, as well. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see more ships, which is just going to make more availability in the Caribbean and uh, the, the remaining ships in Europe you know, may, may find some higher pricing. I was going to ask you that. So everyone that's pulling out of Europe is putting their ships down in the, uh, the Caribbean? Correct. Okay, gotcha. All right, man, as always, a pleasure. It is a pleasure. Talk to you guys soon. Cruise Radio News, now trending at cruiseradio.net. Everybody has a story. Joe Wilder's story was of a busy medical professional putting in 80 hours a week at a stressful job before deciding to trade it in for a fun-filled life of travel. With my love of travel and, and my, my love to plan my friends' travel, I looked at all the different companies that are out there. Cruise planners could not have been a better, better choice for me. Of course, all cruise planners' travel advisors have something in common. They all decided to choose a different path. Follow their passion and write their own story. What's your story? To find out about turning your love of travel into a fun, flexible, home-based career, visit cruiseplannersfranchise.com or call 888-582-2150. Learn more about the franchise that's been voted number one in travel by Entrepreneur Magazine for 10 years in a row. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. It's not just a good idea to have travel insurance during the winter months or hurricane season. Every travel agent or travel expert we talk to says it is a very smart idea to always travel with travel insurance. That's why you should check the folks out at TripInsurance.com. They have exclusive products from the leading travel insurers that you won't find anywhere else. Yeah, they are the low-cost leader in travel insurance with savings up to 40% or more when you compare similar coverage from other sources. What plan do you want to go with? Good, better, or better? They have coverage in all three categories that make it easy to find the right insurance plan for your budget. You know what defines great customer service? Actually being able to talk to a human being, and they do that at TripInsurance.com. They are committed to great customer service with 24-7 telephone support before, during, and after your trip. You can also file claims online right on their website, and they keep you posted of any travel alerts that could affect your travels or safety at your destination. Check them out right now. TripInsurance.com. We always enjoy having our listeners on the show to share about their cruise experience. And we have from Indianapolis, Indiana, Ted Demas. Welcome to Cruise Radio, Ted. Thanks for having me. Now, you took a back-to-back three and four night on Carnival Sensation. Is that right? We did a couple weeks ago. Out of Port Canaveral. And have you sailed Sensation before? Yes, we did. We did probably five or six years ago. Before, I saw they did a refurb in 09. So we've seen it before and after now. And you can see they've done a few updates. Three nights just wasn't enough. 
No, well, the whole reason we did the back-to-back is we were at eight Carnival Cruises going into this, so we wanted to get our platinum status. Mm. So we knocked them both out now. So, ah. so I recommend that anybody that's close try to get your uh, platinum status before the end of this year. What are the perks with platinum status? A few of the perks that we took advantage of were the priority embarkation and disembarkation, the laundry services. Um, on, I think it's four and five day, you can get up to two bags per person cleaned, which is nice. It lets you uh, take less stuff onto the ship. Yep. Uh, we traveled with our four-year-old son. They give you a complimentary arcade tokens, credits, free beverages, since we're only on the three and four night, we just got beverage coupons. If you're on the five night or longer, they have a special party for the platinum guests. You get a platinum gift. This was a carnival tumbler they gave each of us. Nice. Um, there's quite a few things. You just kind of got to take advantage of them. You you could get buy one, get one casino entries. If we were on a bigger ship with specialty restaurants, you get priority reservations and stuff on those as well. Right on. How was embarkation at Port Canaveral? Well, something in our favor happened nicely. Uh, for some reason, even though it was our ninth cruise, I don't know if it was because they were bundled together, we were labeled priority. So yeah. we were able to go straight into their little priority lounge in Port Canaveral, sat down in a nice little air-conditioned lounge, just relaxed for a few minutes, passed all the people that were uh, standing in the uh, back-to-back lines, bypassed them, went and sat down. They couldn't have been nicer, and we were just sitting there relaxed, no hurry, and then within probably five minutes, they called us and said, well, we were trying to get you going here. Well, let's get you up and check out, and we're like, oh, okay, no hurry. We're fine. So they went, checked us in, two-minute check-in. We're on our way, getting our picture taken, getting on the ship. You mentioned you sailed Sensation once before. Uh, what are your first impressions of the ship for someone who has never sailed Sensation? Um, I'd say it's if you're familiar with the fantasy class ships, it's kind of the middle of the range ships. It's not the gigantic ships that you might see. First step in on the Empress deck into the atrium, uh, very clean, very nice. I can see it's been refurbed. I looked it up, and it was 2009, so it's been updated. Uh, you know, new carpets, new fixtures, new, I don't know, it's kind of the same carnival decor on the older ships that you would expect, but it's a fun ship, you know. It's not necessarily supposed to be the classiest, you know, ship in the world. If you're looking for five-star accommodations and everything this probably isn't for you but you know it's a good affordable cruise the ship looked great it was they were constantly cleaning and maintaining it and for a 20 year old ship i think it was in pretty good shape how was your cabin we had a right on the empress deck right down from the atrium lobby we had a uh, window view an ocean view it was fine it was nice we have three people we just have the little fold down out of the wall bed for my son he loved that it was kind of like a little bunk bed for him this may sound silly, but I, I've always really thought the carnival beds are very comfortable. So you grab something to eat. How's the, how's the food overall? Common carnival, uh, Lido deck, fine. I mean, hot sandwiches, hamburgers, hot dogs, chicken fingers waiting for you when you get on. Um, we ate in the main dining room pretty much every night. Uh, once again, it's not the five-star food, but it's, you know, it's very good food, plenty of it. Uh, we always look forward to the uh, elegant night for the prime rib and the lobster. Yep. So that's always something we look forward to. And, of course, the warm melting cake dessert is a famous one for Carnival. I always enjoy the Mongolian barbecue on Lido. Yes, and that, you know, that is very popular. I mean, I'm not a big fan of it. My wife loves it. Uh, but that line is always uh, yeah. pretty full. Uh, how about the entertainment? Um, traveling with a four-year-old, we didn't do a, a ton of entertainment. You know, I mean, I did the casino when they went to bed, and that was great. Uh, yeah. They had the bands on the promenade deck. We got a kick out of that. Um, my son would like to listen to those, and also the ones on the Lido deck during the day. You know, my son enjoyed those. We did go to their 80s special show, yeah. uh, highlighting the 80s, and it's, you know, it's a fun show. I mean, you know, is it meant for Broadway? Probably not, but it's a, yeah. it's a fun show. I mean, you know, 
I think sometimes people set their expectations way too high, you know, for the money that they pay on some of these ships. And, you know, it was a great fun show for an hour or so. You know, we really enjoyed it. What's your four, four-year-old's name? Jackson. Jackson, did he have a good time? He loves it. This is his. This was his fourth and fifth cruise already. Wow. You know, before he's even five years old. I mean, he, he loves it. So he's right at home <clears throat> on his ship. It is. And he, you know, after a couple of days, he pretty much runs the ship. Everybody knows who he is. He's got the light-up <laughs> shoes on, and he wears a little captain's hat around the ship. So nice. all the crew are taking time to, you know, salute him and talk to him. And I, I can't say enough good things about how good the Carnival crew are, especially to my son. And that's very important to me, the way they treat him. Um, they really go out of their way to make him feel special, and that helps us a lot. What ports did you hit, and what was your favorite? Um, well, on the first leg, we on the four-day, we hit Freeport and Nassau. In Freeport, you know, we've, we've done the Bahamas a few times, so we kind of know what to expect. But I'll give Freeport a little credit. They are building up. You know, once you get off the ship, that area, a few years ago, there was nothing there. Now there's quite a few shops, and they've even opened up a Senior Frogs. I mean, literally, I looked out my window, and it was staring right at me. So um, they're really doing a lot there at Freeport. We hung out there for a while, did some stuff, and then we took the – just rented the shuttle or took the shuttle over to Port Lucaya and walked over to the beach and hung out on the beach for the day. I want to talk about disembarkation. One thing I failed to point out uh, on the embarkation question was since you flew in from Indianapolis, um, how was all that? Well, we actually uh, flew in the night before and stayed yeah. a night at a hotel and yeah. took a hotel transfers over to the port. Uh, over the years, I've just kind of felt more comfortable flying in the night before, getting a good night's rest, getting up in the morning, having a good breakfast, and getting on the ship. I've done it both ways, where you fly in in the morning, and it just makes a really long first day, and I almost don't want to do anything that first day. Disembarkation was a breeze being platinum. By that time, they gave us this letter, told us to meet in this specific bar lounge, and uh, they basically escorted us off the ship once we were clear customs. We were literally the first ones off the ship. It was seven-something in the morning, Mm -hmm. you know, and they just... Basically, you know, the, I don't know, it was probably 30 or 40 of us and crowd us up, took us off the ship. The only bad part for me is we had to go up two levels to meet in this lobby, and I was already on the Empress deck about four doors down away from where we actually <laughs> left the ship. So that would be the only thing I maybe ask them next time is, well, can I just join the group when you guys walk by where I was at 15 minutes ago? And, and did you head straight to the airport? Uh, yeah, we waited for the shuttle that we had bought the round trip uh, right. transfers from, from the hotel, and straight to... Uh, MCO. From Indianapolis, Indiana, listener Ted Demas, thanks for sharing your experience. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Love the show. All right, that's going to do it. Do not forget, we have an app. Simply search Cruise Radio Live in your smartphone app store. Also, a lot of folks have been emailing us, Twittering, Facebook, all that stuff about Norwegian Breakaway. We do have more pictures, uh, more video, and more articles up. You can find it all on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash cruiseradio, and give us a like while you're there. From the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio is recorded weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Download the Cruise Radio app. Hear Cruise Radio on TuneIn Radio, the Stitcher Radio Network, the Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, CruiseAddicts.com, and on our website at CruiseRadio.net. Follow Cruise Radio on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+, YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, and Tumblr. For advertising opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.